Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day, Mary's Bushwhacker Luke here. Two thousand and fifteen Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, oh, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. This is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 350. For this edition, I am joined alongside the regular co-host, Chris Best, and Chris Parrish this week. Absolutely delighted to have Chris Parrish here for an episode of Turnbuckle Talk with us. Uh, we got comments coming in already. We got the Chris Parrish saying, what up? We got Bobby coming in saying, hello, guys. And we got Joe coming in saying, good evening. Parrish, you are muted. Yes, I am. All right, now you're not. <laughs> I was saying a lot of clean words. I'm sure you were. Like sparkle, sure shine, window licking. I mean, Mr. Clean. But Bobby Benito. Hi, man. Miss you, man. I, I thought Parrish was uh, quoting his favorite Econoline Crush song. Oh, ah. such a good underrated Canadian band. Agreed. Right. Right. I was, I was thinking of that song, but I was also thinking of Mr. <laughs> Sparkle from The Simpsons. True. True. Unfortunately for me, it's usually Mr. Uh, Plow that I'm thinking of, especially when it comes to today. With oh, the weather that we had here in the area, absolutely oh, atrocious. Treacherous trying to be out in that weather today. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. Bobby's starting us off with a good question here. He says, uh, your guys' thoughts on Richard Holiday being back at MLW and going after Alex Kane for the championship. Whether Richard Holiday was there or not... I was happy with what MLW was doing. Is it nice to see him there? Yeah, it is. It's always nice to see Richard Holiday wherever he ends up, to be honest with you. And going after Alex Kane, what a big what a big statement that would make that makes, you know, going into when you when you first come into a company. Oh yeah. Well, beware uh leader of the Bumaye because it is holiday season and you don't want to take it lightly. Richard Holiday is a threat to your championship. So if you don't be uh sweet like a candy cane, but you had to be uh vicious like a big red machine cane. I had no other pun. I had no idea where I was going there. But that match is gonna be sick. It's good. I think it was that one shot he joined the uh WTF the World Titan Federation yes Yes, we did see that. Very cool. Very cool. What a Mm -hmm. like that company is seriously kicking ass right now. Oh yeah. More people need to like take notice of what they're doing. It's just like good show after good show after good show. The surprise with 
Hammerstone, and then just the matches Alex Kane has been having, especially with uh, just like even Cardona last show, but Jacob fought right. too. Like, what a match that was! Like, guys, you got to check it out, mm-hmm. and it's very cheap to go and support them. Let's let everybody know about this then if we're going to be talking mlw here for a moment i do want to let everybody know that holiday rush is going to air for free albeit it is on christmas eve but mlw holiday rush wants you to celebrate the holidays with them it will be free on bn sports and youtube at 8 p.m eastern on Sunday, December the 24th. It looks like it is going to be a stacked card. I'll just go through it super quick. We're going to have uh, Jacob Fatu versus Hammerstone. The tag match, we're going to see uh, Second Gear Crew versus Beaumaier Fight Club being Kane and Mr. Thomas. An intergender match with uh, Selena de la Renta taking on Ikaban. Fight to the finish with Matthew Justice versus Josh Bishop. We're going to have a grudge match between Kevin Blackwood and Tony Deppen. A scramble six match. We're going to have Akira versus uh, Nola Katano versus Alec Price versus Love Doug versus Jay Bougie versus Brett Ryan Goslin. And the winner gets a future title shot matchup happening which is the main event versus main m-a-n-e main event versus wasted youth versus griffin mccoy and tj crawford and then we have got uh tiara james versus zeta versus notorious mimi (laughs) (laughs) that's a huge card especially to be getting for free yeah i just uh yeah i don't want to i don't want to pat my own back here but uh it's funny you mentioned hammerstone versus jacob batu when we covered on turnbuckles uh talk a few weeks back when we covered hammerstone coming back i said it was going to be jacob batu he takes on at some mm-hmm. point and sure enough we're getting that yeah sure as shit there it is I did not know my my uh, turds were sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. One hundred percent, they were. Huh. I just thought they were brown. Oh, most of well, them. well, <laughs> Bobby, yes, stacked card oh, yeah. for sure. And this is your opportunity. And since it is being shown on YouTube, I'm sure they're going to keep it on YouTube for you. What up, JJ? Which means that you don't necessarily have to watch it on the 24th, although it is always better to watch it as it happens. Mm-hmm. But you should have the opportunity to watch it back again at your own convenience. Oh, that's yeah, yeah what, that's how I cares? go back and watch uh, the battle riots. So, yeah, well, it was like, it's just like this show, you know, like you can go back to the like what good pod and listen to it there. But it's always better to strive for that live feeling. It definitely is. We always love when everybody is live here. Parish mentioned Good Pods. If you guys don't have Good Pods yet, make sure you download that app onto your phone. 
You can find Turnbuckle Talk on there. You can even give it a five-star rating, which pushes us up in the rankings. I just took a look at it yesterday. For this month of December in Wrestling Indie Podcasts, we are number five with Turnbuckle Talk. And this week, Indie-only professional wrestling podcasts, we are number six. So anytime that you guys go and check it out, click that five star. You don't even have to leave a review. Just click the five star and it pushes us up further and further. And then it allows more people to listen to the show and it gets pushed out to more people suggested to more, just as everyone has suggested the show to others. This is another way that you can help suggest it. Unlike Dave Meltzer, you're allowed to actually give five stars and it actually helps the cause. So, yes, it does. <laughs> Do you guys mind if I stay on the um, the pay-per-view kick for a moment? No, not at all. Okay. So we're going to transition over to the WWE and a pay-per-view that the WWE will be doing. One that has been done before. Um, people have enjoyed it. And it is coming back. We're talking the WWE day one theme is actually returning for the January 1st WWE edition of Monday Night Raw. So WWE held day one as a PLE in January 1st of 2022. Another show under the same name was scheduled for 2023, but it was canceled. But the theme is returning in 2024, but not in a PLE type of status. And we already know, as of last night, we are going to have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship on that show. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a show stealer of a match. Um, I'm actually kind of excited that they're doing this, uh, these themed Raws again, themed Raw, themed SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And it kind of breaks up that that long break that we have now between survivor series and the Royal rumble, the day one show will still be used to promote the Royal rumble though. That's a given. Oh, of course, of course, but we're going to have PLE quality matches on that show. Right. Yeah. And I, I hope they actually don't just give us one championship match. Like we saw last mm -hmm. night where, the Miz was granted another shot for the Intercontinental Championship, but if he loses, he cannot challenge Gunther for the title anymore. Uh, he will be able to challenge for the IC title, just not if Gunther's the champion. Right. But I would love to see that match be added uh, to that mm -hmm. edition of Bra as well, simply because I think it's very fitting that after Gunther lays to waste Miz in an awesome form, mm -hmm. that the next challenger is the creator of day one. Mr. Main Event Jey Uso because I think Gunther versus Jey Uso for the IC title to open up the Royal Rumble 
oh. would be a show stealer of a match as yeah. well. And let's not forget, we also have the Creed Brothers set to challenge Judgment Day anytime now for the tag team titles. Next week. Oh, it is next week. Right. Well, they can also do it at day one if they wanted to. We also have Casey Squared possibly challenging for the women's tag titles at some point as well. So even at yeah. day one, we could do that there as well. Imagine if they put all their titles on the line. Like those are your matches for day one. All championship matches. Mm -hmm. What a historic way to bust in the new year. Pun intended. I think that that would be a fantastic thing to do. Um, but you need to start promoting that and letting people yeah. know that that's going to happen to draw those numbers in because it is going to be the first. People are going to be punch drunk from the night before and they're just going to want to, you know, chill out and veg out. And what better way for them to do so than to watch a Monday Night Raw that is just full of championship matches. Mm. And to boot, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's going to be any NFL football that day. Because I think this last season is actually done on the 31st. I okay. could be wrong on that. There, It could be going into its final week, but... I, even then, I don't think there's Monday Night Football in the last week. I think they tend to get it done on the weekend uh, to give teams a full week of rest. So, okay, if by chance they don't have uh, WWE doesn't have any competition on that day, this could be a real ratings uh, home run here because what WWE is going to get like challenged by the NHL or poker? Like, give me a break here, right? <laughs> And I mean, right. if you really want to really draw the eyes to the product, I know that it's pretty set in stone that uh, his first match will be the Royal Rumble match, but put Punk in a match. His first televised match, I should say. From what I understand, there's already rumblings of that happening before the Royal one. Yeah. He does so. have two confirmed uh, live event matches against Dominic Mysterio. One on December 26th, I believe that's in Madison Square Garden. And then again, uh, in uh, it's in L.A. Um, I don't know necessarily the name right away. I am on the page here. Um, but yeah, there's one on L.A. and one in uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, so yeah, it's going to be... Nice. It, it's, it's weird that like he actually... I, I think he actually personally asked for Dom Mysterio. It's a hell of a rub to Dominic Mysterio. Oh, of course. Of course it is. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else for it. You know, like th th that is a rub for sure. Mm -hmm. They don't have to compete against the NFL that day. They could definitely yep. see viewership spike. Yes. And okay. So just to give people a little bit of an idea. So last night's edition of Monday Night Raw viewership was down slightly. But there were two. NFL games that were going on. Yeah. So if they don't have that to compete with, they should do just not that they're not doing fine. They're doing very well for themselves anyways, even with the NFL competition. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like any company that tries to compete against WWE and professional wrestling. 
that's going to be a mountain to climb that I don't know if you're ready for that. Just right. like it is for any other per like any other company try to battle against the NFL, whether it's a Sunday, Monday, even Thursday during the year, it is yeah. very challenging to win uh, let alone in the North American market, maybe like overseas in Europe, you're going to have a little bit more easier of a time, but very that's true. why you don't that's why you don't see other networks debuting their new shows unless you're fox with american idol back when they were dominating the airwaves mm-hmm. you don't see other networks putting shows on monday nights because you know you're going to be stacked up against the giant that is monday night raw and the giant that is monday night football yeah right parish you take this one for a moment here i think mm-hmm. you uh, kind of had a little bit to say about that last night now uh, bobby's saying that he'd like to see cm punk versus finn balor yeah i mean I think what's awesome too, because uh, so I, I said I had a thing on Punk. It was actually a completely thing. It's something to do with uh, him being at NXT backstage tonight, mm. uh, not on screen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think we're seeing a lot of the ability to see first time matches. Finn Balor versus CM Punk is one of those matches on at least the main level. I don't recall them ever having a match when CM Punk. There. I don't think Finn Balor was in the company. And I don't think no, they uh, even came across each other on the independent scene. So it's a fresh match. Um, I like the interaction he had with the Judgment Day yesterday. I thought that was really intriguing. Um, mm-hmm. His little where's Rhea kind of I thought was funny. Um, but then I saw we saw Damian Priest really get in, like, who, you know, really has taken the role of a leader, uh, so mm-hmm. to speak. But, like, taking that initiative to say, no, Punk we want you to finish your story because I'll be waiting as he brings up this case. But right. I see in the background, two other people that I really want to see punk in the ring with Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor, which is the question being asked because that is a very fresh match. We know Finn Balor's history with Hideo Tommy, the creator of the go to sleep. So yeah. there's your little five degrees of bacon to get to CM punk who stole a Tom or Kenta's, Tommy's finisher so it's a match that we know had punk did the indies during that time with uh fergal devitt we would have saw that especially new japan mm-hmm. ring of honor at some shape uh but now that we see it in wwe both men are probably the best versions of themselves well finn balor for sure punk is probably more comfortable in his own shoes than he's ever been <laughs> yeah and i yeah. so uh that's that's a match that will definitely have people wanting to see, but also in a weird way, it's going to benefit Finn Balor that much as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has been a benefit for Finn Balor. It's been a benefit for for all of them, I guess you could say, in a roundabout way. It's funny yeah. how many people are critical of the Judgment Day when it first started. How many people are critical when they turned on Edge? How many people are critical when, uh, you know, kind of they were like the second act because that's when the blood uh, bloodline was going like absolutely crazy. Now that the bloodline uh, bloodline has kind of diminished and like almost not totally exploded, but it doesn't feel uh, it's not what it was in its prime. The Blood Day has what they said they've done. They've risen. And Mm -hmm. they're easily the most dominant faction in WWE and everyone is benefiting, even JD McDonough, which is crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, because JD McDonough, here's a dude who, like, not even six, seven months ago was barely even a thought on the main roster. And now he's there on a weekly basis, and we're all wondering what he's doing each week, you know? No idea. But when we do see him, it seems to be gold right now. Yeah. Speaking of gold. Oh, you got something else? Well, I was just going to say, you know how one of the biggest criticisms about the NWO was that they rode uh, the faction too long and then just brought in a lot of Mm. people? I was going to say, I'm like, has WWE, like, I know that wasn't a WWE creation, but I think, like, WWE has, like, learned how to not only, like, keep a faction together and really be protective of who they bring in said faction, but also understand when the right time to get away from it is because as soon as the bloodline was kind of coming down in the sense of, do I care about this much? Then we started seeing kind of a separation on there. We're not seeing the bloodline close and open every show. Mm-hmm. Right. And now it's almost kind of being a similar thing with the judgment day. And I'm okay with that. It's keeping things still still kind of fresh, right? Yeah. Like we're it's mm-hmm. still allowing us to understand and know that those stories are there and that that progression is happening, but it isn't necessarily just in your face and it's the be all end all of the program or the show. Right, it's just a, a reminder that yes, the Judgment Day is still the dominant faction, but they don't need to be dominant every week. Mhm. And even just the simple, subtle little things like where, you know, they saw CM Punk in the back and welcome to our show. Mm-hmm. That's all that, you know, that little thing, that was it. And it reminds you, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. Right. Simple. Something not so simple is when you're trying to create something new Mm -hmm. now although this here isn't anything new we've been doing this for a while but there is somewhere that is creating something new back a little while ago david finley went on a smashing spree let's say where he destroyed the iwgp uk championship as well as the IWGP United States Championship, that one being done at NJPW Power Struggle. Well, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. One of the greatest shows of shows for New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom. This will be number 18. We're going to have David Finley taking on Will Ospreay and John Moxley for a new championship that will be introduced at Wrestle Kingdom. This is going to be the IWGP Global title, which they're saying is going to be there to replace the United States Championship. And this coming right per the chairman saying that January 4th, sees Osprey versus Moxley versus Finley to crown the inaugural global champion. Now I had somebody reach out to me and ask me, why is new Japan creating another championship? And I let them know that 
as per New Japan Global's Twitter account, they said that in 2024, our presence will grow not just in the UK and the US, but all throughout Europe, the rest of Asia, and Oceania. And for that reason, they wanted something to represent the globalness of a championship instead of having a world championship that is all around the place they can use this one the global championship to take it everywhere and i think it's a fantastic idea chris best what are, what are your thoughts on that i know you're not huge with new japan but what are your thoughts on new japan's uh mindset <clears throat> in this I do like the mindset, but, but I mean, why call it the global championship when you have the heavyweight championship, the IWGP heavyweight championship, which is basically their world title. Th that That's just not computing in my brain. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So with it, what it is, is that the, um, you know, they do have the heavyweight championship. Mm -hmm. which is for New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? So this other championship, the global one, can be taken and represented globally while they still have a main championship in Japan where the company is based out of. That's my understanding. That's what I've gotten from it. Um, mm -hmm. I know it makes little sense, <laughs> but, but, but that's what i mean because you could take the iwgp heavyweight title and defend that around the world you know what i mean mm -hmm. hmm. yeah you like it, it is a, a little bit of conflicting uh ideology i guess uh because you do have two titles that in essence should be doing a similar thing however i understand what you're saying because if by chance new japan pro wrestling has a show and maybe the champion has international issues. Maybe their uh, green card or whatever uh, restricts them from going to Japan to sit show. They can still be defending the title somewhere in North America or maybe okay. doing it on like a, okay. on a, a larger independent show. Mm -hmm. So I, I can see why a situational thing that could definitely uh, be a thing. Um, and, that comment right there, if Will Osprey is to win it, think about uh, what he would be able to do. He is signed to start with All Elite Wrestling in uh, in the new year. Um, yep. He is then able to do that and go to Wembley Stadium, defend that title. He doesn't, but I, then you're con convoluting a lot of championships that you already have in that company mm -hmm. as well. But it... It, it gives you an option to do other things as well. And I will always say when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, a promoter's like best gift is the availability of uh, having a plethora amount of options. Not mm -hmm. being restricted is a promoter's best friend. And mm -hmm. I think this title just allows you to do Anything, maybe get you out of a jam if situations happen. That's why like a money in the bank is such a good tool for WWE because in case somebody gets hurt and they're a champion, you can use money in the bank to take the title off without actually having that guy to wrestle a match. Right, um, right. So 
I see it that way. I see it in the sense of a fan, and it's like, okay, well, your world champion should be the one who's going over, doing all the work. That's why he's the world champion, Ric Flair, and uh, and those guys really instilled that mentality for us old school thought, uh, thinking uh, people. But I don't know. Times are changing, I guess, right? <laughs> They are, yeah. and I love that you brought that up about Will. Yeah, Osprey. I like that he brought up the word old school because it made me think how you can make uh, the global championship. So you can have, because there's a ton of guys on the New Japan roster as well, you can divide the two touring group into two touring groups and have mm -hmm. the global championship as the main title for one touring group and have the IWGP championship as the main title for the other touring group. And that's what they used to do in the WWE. They took whoever had the Intercontinental title, headline one show, and whoever had the WWE title, headline the other shows. Yeah. One thing I would have loved to see David Finley do is after he smashed both the US and the UK versions of that title, I would have loved to see him uh, open up a title with the same thing, but you had the Bullet Club logo instead of the flag. Mm-hmm. Because outside of the spray painting NWO, when was the last time you saw a stable takeover championship like that? We've seen custom titles for individuals, but when was the last time we saw a stable one? Since, and I don't think we've seen anything since NWO. Plus, I think there the Bullet Club is still a very big thing. It's still a very mm. popular group. Yeah. So why not go there? And if David Finley still wants to make Bullet Club in North America fresh you start by doing stuff that the faction has never done before very true i mean they have kind <laughs> of brought over you know for bullet club gold uh which is fantastic as well and i love that idea of bringing it globally um i've been a fan of the bullet club for a very long time if you can't tell look in the bottom corner and uh that'll show you you know how much of a fan of uh the bullet club that we are here with turnbuckle talk hey see yeah see <laughs> yeah. for those listening parish lifted up a chair that had his name on it in bullet club in bullet club font <laughs> yeah uh so the tag team we did uh we like to rip people off and just do it our way that mm. was kind of our gimmick per se um, so yes, the tag name or it was tag struggle because the struggle is real was so freaking annoying, right? So yeah. we did tag struggle and we did it the same way beer money did, right? Um, so we basically copied their logo and instead of the uh, the skeleton there, we put uh, one of the guys's masks that he would wear, um, and then instead of guns, we put the outline of our tag titles, and instead of bullets, we put beer cans because well. <laughs> Old school. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then some fan made us chairs. Let's talk old school for a minute then. We've heard a lot about Ohio Valley wrestling. And if you guys take a look down in the ticker below, I want you to make sure that you're going and checking out Al Snow and Color and Elbow brand. I'm wearing, I'm repping one of the shirts, the Heather Gray, as well as the hat. This is all OG merchandise from 2018. So that tells you how good this stuff is. 
that it's still around today because I wear it a lot. Use promo code JK Podcast while you're there and get save yourself some money. But OVW is a company that a lot of people have talked about being a very low-level company that's going to fizzle out because they don't have money. Well, things have changed. Have you guys heard about this yet? No, because I'm still Parishes, seeing the reports no. about uh, OVW fizzling out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not even a thing right now. Okay. Official announcement from OVW. OVW Wrestling secures its future with new strategic partnership and investment. They have partnered with Matt Jones with uh, Genvec Ventures. The agreement ensures OVW's financial stability going forward. Genvec Ventures, the new minority ownership group, and it brings Ed Payer aboard as the new chief executive officer in charge of day-to-day business operations. Uh, we're going to have Matt Jones is staying on as the head of majority ownership group. He will continue working on OBW's touring plans in Kentucky. And for the first time, will tour the United States in 2020. Four, the press release release notes that the partnership gives OVW resources, an infusion of time, expertise, and a set of individuals poised to elevate the company from a business perspective. Wow, <laughs> that, that's amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean, what a turnaround from like last year where everybody thought OVW was dead in the water, you know? <laughs> I think, too, it really shows how uh, influential and how much uh, it put it was put on the map with just their Netflix special, Wrestlers, which, right? You, people, go check that out. Such a great uh, series. And I think a season mm-hmm. two is coming, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be. I'm not. I'm human. I, I could be wrong. But I still I, have I think, to watch season one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just an amazing show. You really get to know people. You get to really feel like you just know them from a different perspective and really care about uh, the day-to-days that they go through, the emotional aspects of mm. how hard uh, keeping a wrestling company just stable and available to do, how much they do care about putting on shows for the people, how much passion is truly behind the curtain. And I think that sometimes gets misconstrued with business. Little bastard, bastard. Uh, and it's just really nice to hear because we've been hearing about OVW for what 30 plus years almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, and Bobby, my it, man. <laughs> and it would be just nice, like, imagine with this now, somebody like a Shelton Benjamin who really got his uh feet wet by doing OVW in one of the greatest classes OVW's ever seen. Imagine now he goes back to OVW, which he legally can do as of the 90-day compete clause ending. Um, Imagine if he went back there for a few shows. Right. Like, how awesome and, like, just a full story, a full circle story that would be. That would would be be a a huge full story. 
Yeah, that would be as giving back to the business, the business that helped Shelton get to where he is now. Yeah. I'm super happy for OVW. I'm excited for this. I am really happy to see this, especially for, Mm -hmm. you know, my boss, Al Snow, and everyone over there. I've got a lot of friends that are over there in OVW as well, and I am so happy and thankful about that. Bobby, you're asking a question there about Dolph Ziggler. Let's talk a little bit about Dolph Ziggler and a few other people as well. As brought up to me from Chris, large number of people becoming free agents. As Parrish mentioned, this 90-day compete clause is going to be leaving. Mm -hmm. We are going to have a large number of people that are going to be available. Available. Yeah, so on the 21st, that 90-day no-compete clause comes to an end. And there is going to be a huge free agent uh, frenzy, we will I'll call it, to sign a bunch of these guys, especially Shelton Benjamin. I could see him do, doing OEW, maybe going to MLW and getting that dream match that Alex Kane wants. Mm-hmm. Um, even Elias, like somebody signing somebody like Elias for just a couple of independent shows. I mean, his gimmick is already independent friendly. So, right. Um, and we got to start calling him Nick Nemeth because I think that's going to be the name he goes by in the independent yeah. circuit. Uh, as we all know, yeah. Dolph Ziggler goes by Nick Nemeth. Uh, even Dolph Ziggler, when he was doing his comedy, now that his brother is kind of along there, there can be the, uh, the Nemeth brothers. But yeah, like, a lot of these guys that got their start in OVW, it'd be really cool to see them do just at least a yeah. one shot, just like, you know, give them back to, you know, essentially the place that gave them their start. I think that's just a beautiful tribute. And that's really just something you'd like to see a little, you want to see that. Uh, you want to see that more in wrestling. Uh, when they, when they say, uh, you can watch how many baseball movies and say there's nothing more romantic in baseball than the actual purity of the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. But when wrestlers know how to give back and they could just have full circle moments and it's a beautiful sight, there's nothing mm-hmm. more romantic in pro wrestling than something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, so one just of the, the names on oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. One of, one of the names on that list that, uh, that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've gone back and watched a few of his matches again. And I think this is where he's going to benefit. But Mustafa Ali, I think, would benefit by going to TNA. Okay. I really do think that that's where he's going to he's going to flourish. X division competitor extraordinaire. Yeah. Total nonstop Ali. Right. I could dig it. I could dig it. <clears throat> The other names that are included in that, we're looking um, Mustafa Ali, Aliyah, Shelton Benjamin, Rick Boogs, Emma, Dana Brooke, Dabo Kato, Elias, Quincy Elliott, Mace, Mansoor, Riddick Moss, Matt Riddle, Shanky, Top Dalla, and Dolph Ziggler. It's a lot of names. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could see the tag name our tag team as Mason Monsoor really 
benefit from a run, say OVW, MLW, yeah, like mm-hmm. the actual independent, like the major in- independents there are. Um, it's easy for them to go to a TNA. It'd be easier, easier for them to go to an AEW. Um, but are you going to be the best version of yourselves in there? Are you just going to be able to be yourself? There's a difference of being just yourself and the best version of yourself. And I think you, you need to go to a place that makes you the best version of yourself. And that's when you're truly right. going to get the highest value. Uh, mm-hmm. If you really want to bet on yourself, you have to know the difference on that one. And at yeah. personal opinion, I think two guys like that are better suited not to go necessarily to a big TV marketplace, but really, you know, get that respect and then get back on TV. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, with a lot of these releases too, with their 90 day, no compete coming up, go out there, get your seasoning, build yourself back up, build yourself a name and then come back to the WWE in three or four years. A Leo, I think is like a perfect name for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for her, I mean, a lot of people are critical about whether or not she was ready for the main roster. But right. you, if she's to follow wrestling moving moving past, uh, like, post-WWE, I think going to one of these, like, the independent circuit, OVW, like, oh, imagine what she could do in OVW <laughs> when given the guidance of Al Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Danny Basham or Doug Basham that's in there? I think it's Danny that's there. Danny, I yeah. believe so. I can tell the Usos apart. I forget who was what Basham. Me too. Yeah, me too. Brain injuries. Sorry. Oh, I'm just stupid. So <laughs> I watch it. I watch OVW every week, and sometimes I still can't tell whether it's Danny or Doug that I see coming. You know, <laughs> right? Me either. Me either. Bobby's <laughs> saying that Mustafa Ali would do great in TNA. And, uh, you know, maybe going up against uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's a very, very good idea. Mm-hmm. And just like OVW, many people have said that, uh, oh, TNA, it's uh, going to be a flash in the pan. It's going to be a fly-by-night type of situation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they are still around. And they have even done something that I didn't think was going to happen. But they have partnered with endeavor do you know who endeavor is they are the parent company to the wwe and the ufc tna wrestling partners with endeavor streaming to distribute its on-demand subscription service tna plus starting on january the 5th So TNA wrestling also known as impact wrestling is a subsidiary of Anthem sports and entertainment and a division of Anthem sports group. They've partnered with Endeavor streaming to deliver TNA plus to its fans. And it is a multi year deal that they have with them. They're going to power the new TNA Plus app to deliver an enhanced experience to all the fans across all the top streaming platforms as well as mobile devices. I think that this is amazing and hopefully we are going to get it at a decent price point. 
that if we do have a good price, I might even look at subscribing. I might do that too, just because it would probably be the only way I can get TNA on my TV because it airs on the Fight Network up here, and the Fight Network is a bit pricey for yeah. a subscription. Yeah. And right um, now, it's like a dollar on YouTube per month. Like, it is such a steal, uh, to be quite honest. And it's a great prod, uh, product with a lot of great talent. Um, largely because of their amazing women roster that they have there too mm -hmm. um a lot of people say it's one of the best if not the best uh, women's roster in all of pro wrestling um and then you look at you know who else on the men's side there is like it's it's a great product there's a reason why uh despite falling to wwe and con con like from competing back in the day it's still around it's the, it's an ultimate surviving promotion. It's, you know, it's like the NWA, but successful nowadays. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you uh, talk about them building the main roster, yeah. Bob, or the men's roster, and Bobby coming in saying that they did sign Trent Seven, and I think that's a friggin' steal yeah. for them. Yeah, that is a, that is definitely a get for them. Um, I was reading a report, and who knows if that's true or not, because it's just a report. It's not, I don't know if it's fact. But there's a lot of speculation that he was very close to going to AEW and somehow mm -hmm. TNA was able to, to get him. So that says a lot about just the quality of uh, the product uh, TNA is. And, you know, Scott DeMorne, what he's doing, like a very, like, like hats off to Scott DeMore because what he's able to do right now is just amazing. He's oh, yeah. essentially taking that company back to the mainstream of what it once was. And it's, really exciting and just fresh to see and it's it's great for professional wrestling i remember um listening to live audio wrestling the night tna uh, spike tv canceled tna and we all thought it was the death nail for for tna at that time yeah. mm -hmm. how uh, how ironic is it that tna wrestling uh introduced option c but really if uh if you look at AEW and WWE being uh, the top two promotions, how ironic is it that TNA actually is your option C when it comes to content for major mm -hmm. wrestling? Right. I, I do have a little bit of bad news when it comes to this. So I, I'll read it out for you guys. I found a little bit more information. It says that TNA Plus is going to be available at TNAWrestling.com on iOS, TVOS, and Android mobile apps as well as big screen devices like android tv fire tv and roku more platforms to follow subscribers will have the choice of a special attraction membership tier that features access to the full tna impact wrestling library and all tna plus special pay-per-view programming other than the four tent pole annual events they're going to be offered at a price of $9.99 monthly or $95.99 for the year. So we're looking at $10 monthly price. That's actually not I'm... that bad of a price. No, because when you're looking at 12 months at $9.99, you're looking closer to $120 a year. And if they're offering that for essentially $96, 
you're saving 24 bucks right there, just like right out of the gate. So that yearly thing is, uh, that's, that's a deal. If, if you are looking to subscribe to TNA wrestling long-term, um, also out of a question, I know, like, I know that TNA is on, or at least impact wrestling was on, uh, the zone. Does that impact their zone coverage? I have not been able to find out anything about that as of yet, but I will be doing some uh, digging a little deeper to see if I can find that because that was a big question for me as well. But wait, there's more when it comes to this package. Carl channeling his uh, inner Billy Mays here. (laughs) Right? (laughs) There is a world championship membership tier that includes all the perks of the special attraction tier plus the four tent pole they call them tent pole they're four big pay-per-view events that's going to be 220 dollars a year which still works out to be pretty good when you consider their pay-per-view for the big four is usually about 45 to 55 dollars depending on yeah what you want standard or high def so still at 219 dollars isn't terrible for that service and and you're looking at what 160 to 200 dollars of just ordering the pay-per-views individually tack the 96 that is so you're you're already saving a lot if you're looking at that way and no like we are not (laughs) spokespeople of this but I mean, come on. Who doesn't like no. to save some money and support a great promotion like TNA? Yeah. I'm 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 hoping that they're able to keep their partnership with a few different places like Pluto TV, um, Roku, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things that mm-hmm. just do replays of old yeah. uh, you know, uh, shows that have happened because I still watch those to this day yeah i was watching it some of it this afternoon (laughs) (laughs) jj JJ. hates saving money and that's perfectly fine because the extra that you would have spent you can just send it over to me or go to color and and use the promo code jk podcast or go to rear Redbubble and uh spend some there or go to rogueenergy.com use the promo code parish that's right. That one is down there. I'm going to talk a little bit about Redbubble very shortly. Mm-hmm. We have a couple more things to get into here. I just thought that that one was absolutely fantastic yeah. that Impact has partnered and uh, has yeah. going to have their own streaming app now. So before we switch over to the next story, I got to ask with this yeah. uh, streaming partnership, I wonder if that's going to open up the door for WWE and Impact to talk to each other about uh, talent exchanges at some point. I don't know. Considering the um, Endeavor streaming is just like kind of a subsidiary of Endeavor, right? So it's just a, an extra piece mm-hmm. that's there. I don't know that it, it's necessarily going to allow for those um, talks to really happen. However, we'll have to take a wait and see approach on that one. Mm hmm. However, if Endeavor has share, say, 
say Scott DeMore may have some shares in the endeavor or, you know, say levy kind of snare. Yeah. There yeah, could yeah. be an event where we might see, say, a Nick Khan and Scott DeMore in the same room. Right. Mm-hmm. There could be an event where we could see Dana White, Nick Khan. Like you, you don't know, there could be a UFC event where both Nick Khan and Scott Demore are invited to, and who's to say that uh, this can't happen? But it'd be very interesting if it does, and I think that is something that when you hear the the name Endeavor, of course, you're going to assume this and go that direction because your mind takes you. What makes your fingers tingle? And let's right. not forget TNA and WWE have done talent exchanges in the past. Mm-hmm. We talk we talk about when Christian showed up on TNA while employed by WWE while they got yep. Ric Flair to go into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mickey James showing up in the Royal Rumble with the Women's uh, Impact Championship. The knockout title. Yeah, and knockout she title. even used her own theme song yes. which was a yep. big thing as well and and even Mickey James also just referenced by CM Punk last night on Raw, where mm-hmm. somebody like Nick Aldis is a general manager and producer for a company. Dixie Carter always goes backstage. There's a lot of TNA alumni on the other side. So there could be a mm-hmm. lot of people, could be a lot of chatter. As Bobby even just said, Trent Seven, somebody who's been. Yeah, like, think think about this. Imagine, too, if when WWE uh, jumpstarts NXT Europe once again. Right. Could there be maybe some uh, working relationship there or even just with NXT themselves? As we've seen a lot of NXT over the main roster working relationships of late, like with... I don't know. It's interesting. I think it, it, it would different. definitely shatter the perception that WWE no doesn't like to work with other companies. Right. Right. I don't know. There could be a lot of different people in the same room talking. And we'll never know until things come out. Kind of like this next thing. Where we had the likes of MJF, CJ Perry or Lana, John Cena, Baron Corbin, Liv Morgan, Trish Stratus, Marshall and Ross Von Eric, Bill Mercer, all in the same place at the same time. And why were they all together? Well, they were all together for Iron Claw. The Hollywood premiere of the Von Erich film was held. And those list of people were there with MJF even taking photos with WWE personalities on the red carpet. Most notably, the interaction that he had with Mr. John Cena. I think it is absolutely fantastic that we see stuff like this so that we can get to a better understanding that professional wrestling, while yes, it is a sport to most, it is an entertainment 
as well, and that they are people just like you and me, and they can all coexist outside of companies, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And what's even amazing about that is John Cena has posted the image of, you know, the pattern used on Maxwell Jacob Freeman's scarf that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so it it's quite amazing to see. And then only your casual wrestling fan just needs a small clip of them chatting on the carpet or even that yeah. little post to just have a field day of where this could lead. Is John Cena all elite or is Tony yeah. Khan insecure right now because the bidding war of 2024 could be one-sided and it might not have an elite future. Right. It, it's very intriguing. It's very interesting. But like you said, everyone's human beings. There's even a clip with Liv Morgan and MJF uh, together. And uh, it was very funny of uh, Rubble and MJF seems to have made some friends with the likes of uh, the WWE cast, we'll say. And right. uh, how about that uh, Baron Corbin? Just, uh, you know, main eventing against Ilya Dragunov one night, then, uh, you know, posing with Taylor Swift at a Kansas City Chiefs game the next day, and then now on the red carpet of the Iron Claw. Must be nice to be a lone wolf these days. Man's getting around. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, going to a movie like The Iron Claw, I mean, you expected that all these wrestlers were going to meet on neutral ground. We saw the same thing with the wrestler, wrestlers yeah. from all kinds of all different companies uniting yeah. together to watch the show. We even saw that with the Mass Saint movie that was shot here in mine and your hometown. There right. were a lot of wrestlers from various promotions putting out videos and uh, video testimonies, as it were for that movie jeff jarrett did one sean michaels did one uh yep. kurt angle i think did one as yes, well he did hmm. chris jericho do one no i said uh jeff jarrett sean michaels i know i was asking uh, did chris jericho do one i don't think so he just seems to get involved in everything so right that's yeah why I asked. um one thing too like what's really awesome is it's almost essentially that the personal lives of professional wrestlers like are just so open now, mm -hmm. right? But it's also one of those things where, you know, they can't be themselves when they're away from uh, the promoting or uh, away from work, we'll say, because their job is, you know, the entertaining side of being the professional wrestler that they are. Um, but now we have this, and every time you see people from a different company, it's one thing, right? It's like, oh my god, this is like Marvel versus DC almost. Like, mm. it's like, how can you? But lately, the free agency period of professional wrestling has heated up to a point where it's a thing now. Okay. There really is enough attention and a lot of investment from people to be curious about where said talent goes. Do we still think MJF is going to be a free agent in 2024? And if so, that is headlining this year's free agency class. Um, yeah. And what's really curious is that we're seeing this interaction with 
multiple people for multiple promotions right around the time this free agency period can really hit a different uh, level. So it's the timing cannot be any better because MJF three weeks away from being a free agent, so to speak. And he's mixing it up. Right. With the uh, world wrestling elite. I mean, world wrestling entertainment. (laughs) Good for him. And I got to say, like, uh, seeing MJF on the red carpet, smiling and hugging John Cena was a little bit strange for me because every time I see video of him, like, not in the ring, he's still playing the MJF character. So Mm -hmm. seeing him do that was just a little bit off-putting for me. (laughs) I mean, he's that way with Liv. Like, he made some, like, joke about, like, oh, you guys look so cute. He's like, yeah, I might have to, like go on more dating sites or something <laughs> yep yep so i mean yeah he still kind of played that uh mm-hmm. that same mjf heel character that he does so well uh just uh toned back a little bit maybe let's say and uh kind of allowed for the shine to be on the iron claw as opposed mm-hmm. to just necessarily him or Mr. Right. john cena <laughs> yeah but this Christmas- is all uh, this oh, is all uh, MJF and all these wrestlers meeting uh, on neutral ground at the at the Iron Claw. This is also another form of networking as you mm-hmm. as we do it in the career industry, you know. And well, we've already seen like we already know that Triple H talks to guys like Adam Cole and all his boys who are over in AEW still, so. And who's to say the conversation between MJF and uh, John Cena wasn't anything more of just getting to know each other, or Mm -hmm. maybe it was MJF wanting to try to get a foot in the door of the Hollywood seed and who better to transition from pro wrestling to Hollywood than John Cena. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the Miz, the rock, I I get it. Uh, But like right then and then, you got to take an opportunity and there is no better people to understand when the opportunity is there, you make it your own than professional wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. Brings us to our last topic of discussion today. Christmas is right around the corner and Santa Helmsley is apparently coming to town. Since Triple H has taken over things in the WWE, there's been a strong push on the importance of family. Triple H has made sure to listen to the talent and crew regarding time off requests, and they've been getting more time off for the holidays. We have learned that Triple H will be giving the stars and crew essentially a whole week off for the holidays this year to be with their families there are no events scheduled from the company from december 19th to the 25th dude this is unprecedented when it comes to the wwe we have always seen where there is something happening if it is 
you know, a, a, the 24th, a Christmas Eve show, or it, if it happens to fall on a Friday or a Monday, there's always something that has happened. Uh-uh, not this year. Yeah, and that's not to say that uh, something won't still be airing on mon- on Monday or Friday. Anyways, we're probably going to get maybe like a recap show for the year, or maybe they're going to tape Raw on Tuesday and SmackDown on Wednesday for those shows. Right. Um, but no, this is, I fucking, I love that Hunter's given them this break because let's face it, there's a lot of guys who haven't had the time to recharge this year who probably could use a recharge. And what a better way to uh, spread holiday cheer and increase morality through the locker room than by doing something as simple as saying, here's a week. Here's a week off to spend with your family, spend with uh, your loved ones. And uh, yeah, you don't have to be confused when you saw a Santa hat on Triple H himself, because (laughs) when Triple H say, don't think of Hunter Hearst Helmsley when you see three H's. Think of ho 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 and have a Merry Christmas. And uh, I think it's just, it just showcased something that Randy Orton said on the Impulsive uh, show when he said Triple H is really a man of his word by saying he's changing the game, ironically enough, by allowing you to be there when, you know, your wife's in labor, to see your uh, child being born, to spend time with your family on birthdays and special events and stuff like that matters now. And it just shows you the difference and the evolution, puns intended, of the changes that Triple H has, you know, instilled in WWE now. And with how competitive pro wrestling is, with different companies and how easy it is for a comp uh, someone to just break off negotiation talks and say, I'm going to go to the other company when my, and do what Dean Ambrose slash Sean Moxley did, especially when you have big contracts like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch coming up in, in mid 2024, when you have Drew McIntyre in mm-hmm. 2024, or you want to bring in an MJF in 2024 or other talent. Having a reputation of this company now is a place you want to go because of things like this. Yes, that is a game breaker and changer for wrestlers to understand that not only are you going to go to a place where you get to do what you love on the grandest stage of them all and perhaps have a huge payday during WrestleMania. And not only do you get to make a difference by doing make a wish, uh, stuff like that and really go all over the world. But now you are getting time with your family over the, those special times. I mean, that is exactly how you increase morale. That's how you build a healthy working Uh environment. And maybe that's a place you just don't randomly punch people backstage because that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, that, that Hunter is taking care of the wrestlers and making sure that they're happy. Cause let's face it, he's been down that road and he's had to miss many, many holidays with it, without his kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Yes. There definitely was. 
that has all changed. Thank you, Triple H, or Santa Helmsley, we should say. Thank you, Santa Helmsley, for the wonderful <laughs> gifts that you have given to us this year. And I'm looking forward to the gifts that we will be getting throughout 2024 from the promotion known as World Wrestling Entertainment. If you guys are still needing a Christmas gift for your loved one, please go and check out carlcarafel.redbubble.com. That is K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L.redbubble.com. You can find a multitude of different items that are over there that you can purchase to support what you see here on Turnbuckle Talk, on the Raw Watch Along, and all the programs that are available here with Turnbuckle Studios. A huge thank you to our friends over at RealWrestling.net. They give us news and views by real fans over there, and we are even included in that as we are part of the family of RealWrestling.net. Turnbuckle Talk is international as Real Wrestling is UK-based. Thank you, everyone, for what you have done for us here, for the continued support, for the friendships, and for everything that you do for us at Turnbuckle Studios. I open up the floor now to first you, Mr. Chris Parrish, to let everybody know a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, and what you do. Yeah, if you're looking to follow me online, you can follow me on my X at Chris Parrish. You can follow me on my uh, Instagram and thread account at Chris.Parish. You can follow me on my YouTube at Chris Parrish. The Facebook, The Chris Parrish. My kick at Chris Parrish. My Twitch at The Chris Parrish. And now TikTok at Chris Parrish. Uh, if you want to follow me visually, you can always follow me every Sunday at 12.15 p.m. Eastern. And you can see episode 3 this Sunday of the Chris Parrish podcast where once again the voice Joshua Joseph will be joining me and we're going to talk about multitude of different things so make sure you're checking our uh, my socials for more information make sure you're checking the description in our YouTube um, and uh, then every Monday at uh, about 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern for the Monday Night Raw watch along there and uh, yeah and then I ask if you are a little bit intrigued with the rogue energy lineup, then uh, make sure that you do save yourself 10% off while using that promo code parish P E R I S H, because I will give you a free 10% off coupon that you can use on all orders. Just make sure you use it wisely. And often. Yeah. That, 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 that yeah. helps. I have diapers to buy not only for me, but also my baby. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Mr. Best, throw out your socials for the people. All right, guys, you can look for me at youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv, cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com at cbrs.entertainment. You can look for me here with these two fine gentlemen every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, for the Raw Watch Along and every Tuesday night alongside Carl Carafel and whoever wants to join us for the Turnbuckle Talk at 8.05 Eastern on Tuesday nights. And for myself, I made things easy for everybody. Check out my link tree 
L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. For Chris Best, for Chris Parrish, and for myself, Carl Carafel, and from Santa Helmsley as well. Thank you so much for being a part of the show with us tonight. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.